Welcome to The Short Score, your weekly update of rope and news from around the industry, where you can find the latest on the sport from the pro rodeo ranks to the jackpot world. I'm Taylor Vollen, and I'm your host. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Short Score. It's Taylor. This past weekend was a big weekend in the world of pro rodeo, with the cinch playoffs having taken place in Puyallup, Washington. I'm sure you all know this by now because I'm sure you guys have all read our numerous articles on the playoff series and tuned in to last week's episode of The Short Score, where I kind of broke it down for you guys. But in case you didn't know, Pialet paid $13,000 a man to the winners of the four-man round alone, and the top four from Pialet advanced to the Governor's Cup in Sioux Falls at the end of the month, where there's a purse of $122,222 per side. So, like I said, Pialop was a big deal with major world standings implications. And today on the short score, I have the winners of Pialop. And it's a team I feel like I've been getting to bring on quite a bit this last half of the year. And that's none other than Tyler Wade and Wesley Thorpe. They are 4.9 seconds in the four-man round on Sunday to take the win and solidify their spot in Sioux Falls. Congrats on the big win. Thank you. That's quite the payday, almost 20000 right? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I think it paid thirteen, and then we won uh, maybe three leading up to it. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that was so, pretty cool. Yeah, we won Lewiston, too, so that was a pretty good week. Did you guys – when did you guys go to Lewiston? When was that? We went on Tuesday in the slack. Okay, gotcha. So. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was by far the best team roping, in a slack I'd ever seen. Really? Yeah. Four two was winning six that are like fourteen teams have gone. That's awesome though. It's cool to see that. <laughs> I feel like for us at least. <laughs> yeah, it was literally six first place runs mm-hmm. back to back to back. So you couldn't. I mean, everybody was so close in time. It was literally like you couldn't tell who wanted to would going to. Gotcha. Well, so you said you guys are on the road home now, right? Yeah, we're headed to the house, or headed to Abilene and then home. Gotcha. So no Pendleton. No, skipping it. What prompted that decision? Um, we had it made when the books opened, mm-hmm. and uh, we were gonna have to leave a rig here, send a rig to Abilene, and fly back, and then fly back if we did good, and leave somebody with the rig for a week, and. Maybe borrow a horse because I don't think I, th- I don't think any of mine would stand up on the grass. I think they, yeah. they move their they, they move their feet a lot. So <laughs> um, I was worried. We were kind of just kind of decided it was a better plan just to go to Abilene than home. Makes sense. That's probably got to be kind of nice to be able to make that decision too, knowing it's not going to kill you guys. <laughs> but that's the first time I ever skipped it. The really? grass don't really. It hasn't bothered me. Yeah, uh, or nothing. I we've West the same though. We've grown up pasture roping and, uh-huh. and doing branch rodeo and uh, the Neesmith deal and whatever. We, yeah, but we, so we kind of like it, but it's just a long ways from home and yeah. an extra week. That makes sense. Yeah. So. So okay, you guys are up first set in Pialop, right? Do what? You guys are up in the first set at Pialop, correct? Uh, yeah, Thursday, Friday. So I'm just assuming that you guys stayed there till Sunday, or did you guys go anywhere else? 
No, we stayed there. There wasn't much left to go to. I didn't really figure, but I wasn't sure. How do you kind of like that, being able to kind of have that day to just kind of watch and that whole format as a whole, I guess? Uh, I like it pretty good. They don't, you, you can't pick when you're up. They, they go off of what place you were in the standings. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, number one in the standings got to go Saturday and number two was last on Thursday and Friday. And so it's a little bit of back and forth, but they, they, they did it as good as they could. They picked the steers. The slow ones went in the first set, and the fast ones went in the second set. So at least there wasn't like back. The steers were relatively pretty dang even. They were really good in our set. They were really slow, mm-hmm. but they were good. So gotcha. What's the startup like out there at Pial? Like the setup? Yeah. I think the barrier is a foot shorter than the box, and uh, you know, if the steer leaves, it's really easy. It's really simple. Just kind of go with. You know, uh, I call it the neck rope around the end of the gate, mm-hmm. you know, the middle of his neck or whatever. But uh, if they don't start, it's tricky because it seems like if they don't start and then take off, you don't have enough arena to really go catch them. And if they come left, you're really in the bind. Mm-hmm. So it could literally be a walk in the park or one of the hardest places to go rope a steer at. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it true. If he's medium straight, or maybe even to the right, you got all day to do whatever and don't have to think much. But if he runs and doesn't start or something, like you know, some of those guys in the second second set had a tough go, and it it, it is hard. And I have felt that because I've done it plenty of times. Mm-hmm. It does look like a small arena. I wasn't sure though if that was just the TV making it look funny or not. No, they didn't zoom in. I think that was all it had. So. Oh Lord. Do you feel like then being in that first set gave you guys an advantage or not really? I feel like we were far enough in the standings that we got to go towards the end in the first round. Mm -hmm. So uh, that was good. But at the same time, they just reversed the order. So we had to go second in the, or we had to go second out in the second round. Yeah. And Tanner and Pat was first out and was freaking eight, six on two. So we were nine nine on two. The set we were winning second after two teams, and they only took four. Yeah, and there was a uh, five other clean runs that could have caught us. And so it's a hard place to catch, and that's why I think that you know the times will be fast, and then there won't be a there won't be a lot of times sometimes. Right. Because it's literally even if you just have to catch, you don't have enough arena just to go catch you, man. Mm-hmm. That so sense. that's that's uh. That's one of those where you kind of got to be aggressive, even if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. So I see what you're saying. So yeah. what was it, it's of... probably harder to be nine in that arena than it is to be five. <laughs> so. What was kind of the overall game plan you feel like there? Uh, I don't really. We don't. We talk about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what we've stuck to is whatever we said we were going to do. We did. There was no surprise. I'm liable to tell somebody I'll just go catch and I don't go catch or whatever. Like sometimes when I nod, it, <clears throat> the game plan goes out the window. But like, um, I told Thorpe that you know we knew the steers in the first set was good, and every time a steer was slow, I told him I was going to get close, so so he had so he could just throw fast, mm-hmm. and we could use the momentum that way. That we did that way. I wasn't sloppy and loose slack everywhere and trying to finish in the corner. And then uh, 
when the steer, <clears throat> the only steer we had that run was in the eight man. Mm-hmm. And I told Thorpe, I was like, oh, we're going to have to be aggressive just to catch this one. And uh, that was the only steer I had to reach on. And he, he was the, probably one of the strong stronger end of them for sure. Right. Uh, and then we come back to the finals and every steer loped. And I told him we had the same plan going back to like, I'm going to get close. And you throw wherever you think you need to throw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, honestly, he'll so good sometimes it's better just to set him up and let him be the quarterback. And that's never been my approach before, but, uh, it's always, I've always kind of done it, but, uh, I I don't know. I feel like it works better sometimes, especially our run. Just let, let him do his deal. He heals so good and he heals fast. It's easier. It's easier just to get out of his way and make sure I'm turning them for him. Mm -hmm. Makes sense. Were you riding spur there or were you riding something else? I rode spur. What was kind of the decision to ride him there? I uh, honestly, it's more it's a tougher decision to find out where not to ride him because <laughs> <laughs> he. I try to give him a break every once in a while, and then yeah. I miss on the other horse or don't do a good a job. Whether it's pulling, facing, scoring, whatever, it's like golly. Every time it, it pays so much. If it pays good, better be on him, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, he he just gives me a good go every time, and it's it's literally up to me. Mm-hmm. My horse gives my horse is giving me a great throw. And my partner don't hardly miss, so it's literally just on me if we're gonna win or not. So right. that's a it kind of it, it's a little more nerve wracking when it's like that too because <laughs> you got <laughs> nothing left to blame. I was gonna say that's a lot of pressure too, though. Yeah, but it, it with a good horse, it gives you a throw every time, and it's just kind of just go real to cow and you should win something. Right. Well, and I realized that after I asked that I think every time we've talked, you rode spur, so that should have told me that you probably yeah. had him there. I rode, uh, I think I've, I've probably rode him at 60 at least of the 75 rodeos. Mm-hmm. I've tried to give him a break in between and if we flew or did something, but, um, if it pays good, it's hard not to have him there. Right. Especially he feels sound and, um, he's got a lot of energy anyway, so you don't, you don't feel too bad taking him everywhere because when you unload him out of the trailer, it's like he's ready to go. <laughs> So I know, I think it was you said in the Cowboy Channel interview afterward that it's just been a really blessed year and it seems like it has been. I know that I've gotten to talk to you guys quite a bit the last half at least. Kind of tell me how you do feel about the year that you've had and to be locked in for the finals, to have that kind of breath of fresh air almost. I guess everything I've learned, I've always learned from the good and the bad. Uh, And I've had a lot of rough goes out here Mm -hmm. and a lot of bubble years, I guess you can say, where I was on the bubble. Every, I've never really had it made, like, yeah. sewed up, but maybe once before Pialop, like, mm-hmm. or, or close, you know, like, I always yeah. need to win a little bit at the end, or mm-hmm. I need to win a lot. Um, I've been on the bubble, like, three times at Stephenville, the last rodeo of the year, needing to place and missed every single time. Mm-hmm. And I've won Stephenville three times, but I never won it when I needed to. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, I know what that's like, and just to not have uh, that pressure, and just, I don't know, it's just, it's kind of been the year we've been waiting for anyways. It's yeah. been a, it was rough there for a couple of weeks, and uh, this was, that was the best attitude we've ever had towards it, and I just, I was going to just, 
I guess you could say, you know, I'd seen a quote the other day that said, live, live by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's so true. You know, it's like, it's like when it's going bad and you have a bad attitude, you just kind of, feels like you lose the faith a little bit. Like you're yeah. not ever going to win again, mm-hmm. or it's not going to go your way or whatever. And just having faith that it is going to work out right. and then sticking with that so hard when it went bad. And then it truly did just turn around to be an amazing year for us. So that was pretty cool to, to finally see. Now, it's, it's not going to happen overnight. I feel like it took forever. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's pretty cool to see it go down that way. Yeah. I'm so, so thankful yeah. to have a good year considering, you know. Yeah, I bet. it. I mean, it sounded like it all year. Well, since we've gotten to talk and stuff that you were just really happy to be having the year that you were having. <laughs> But. Yeah, I'm not ungrateful for it by any means. <laughs> yeah. I, I know that it could it could go the other way next year or any year or any time and just kind of just being thankful to be in the spot we're in is pretty cool. Right. I like that. Kind of start off by walking me through your guys' runs. Um, do you want to start with the first round, like the, the day we qualified, or just or just yesterday? Uh, let's do the first round, too. Okay. Um, our first one, we were, I'm trying to think how far down we were. We were towards the bottom uh, and had a pretty good steer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tyler got it on him pretty fast. There was like a, a four or five... Uh, five flat. Like there was a couple decent runs before us, but um, Tyler got it on him pretty fast, and I just uh, I kind of took an extra swing, made sure I caught him because I knew I had a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were right in the middle of the arena, so we got a good finish and stuff. We were four four, took the lead, and then Tanner and Patrick were after us, and they they were four three and bumped us to second. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we flip-flopped the order the second day, so we had to go. They were first out, we were second out, and they made a good run. So we would, uh, uh, they were like 4-3 again or 4-2, something. They made a really good run. Mm-hmm. And then uh, something like that. They were some kind of four, mid-four, I think. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so then we went, uh, our steer was decent, a little bit more than the first one. Tyler did a good job getting to him, heading him. I took an extra swing on that one. We were 5-5 five, five on that one. Just kind of made a sharp, we just thought it made a sharp clean run. I and mean, there was enough teams after us that could definitely have bumped us. Mm-hmm. But uh, at least they would have had to make good runs, you know. that um, We didn't want to really take ourselves out. So it, it worked pretty good. We just made two, two solid runs, really, mm-hmm. um, in advance to the, advance to the uh, semis. Right. Of the top eight round, and then we were sixth out in the top eight round, and it was uh, there was quite a few good runs or a couple of good runs before us, so we needed to kind of go ahead and you know we we knew we had a we had a good steer, but he was sharp, yeah, uh, kind of medium plus. So Tyler was pretty aggressive getting it on him, and I tried to ride a little bit more aggressive around the corner and take my first best shot and. Uh, we were in the middle of the arena, so he got a really good, good face, a good finish. So we were able to win the, win the top ten round, which is pretty big, or top eight rounds, mm-hmm. which is a big advantage there, just because it puts you last out in the final yeah. four. 
Right. Then uh, in the final four round, all four steers were really good. We mm-hmm. picked all them, and they were. We knew everybody had a good steer, but first team out missed. Second team out roped a leg. Then Tanner Patrick made a, a really good, smart run. Was five one, so it made it just enough to where I mean, we had to make a pretty good run to win it. But also, we didn't have to just take a hail mary. It wasn't yeah. worth taking a major risk on. So Tyler rode, you know, rode his horse good all the way this year and headed him, set him up fast. And mm-hmm. the shot, the shot presented itself. So I went ahead and took it. We were, you know, got a good finish in Bell Arena, so made us fast enough to win it. But we were both okay with. And we talked before, both okay with winning second or third if we had to. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if it if it lined up right, we take first. Mm-hmm. I know you said being last does give some advantage or help at least. When you're watching that four man round and you see you know a miss and a leg and things go down like that, how do you kind of stop yourself from? either psyching yourself out worrying too much about what was done or trying to change your plan at all how do you keep your head in that moment um you know for me it was we knew we had a good steer it didn't have to make a you know a crazy run to do what we had and we both kind of been working on uh when we draw better steers or got a chance he, he's trying to go all the way to him and mm-hmm. set him up fast and i could and i could throw uh so we kind of have a, a lot of confidence in that run yeah and, He's, he's got a lot of confidence in his horse being able to, you know, not have to just reach every time. He can ride all the way to the steer. Right. And uh, I think that that kind of makes it a little bit relieving to where you don't feel like you're pinched into a certain game plan of having to pull off a shot or take a risk. Or you can mm-hmm. you can kind of go about it however you want. You have enough control of the horses and you run that you can make, make the run you want. So that was kind of what we stuck with and, and if he didn't get the start he wanted he would you know we'd have gladly taken second yeah. but uh so we just kind of went with that approach and worked out that a run run happened to be fast enough mm-hmm. now watching on tv that arena looks like the wall comes so fast for you guys is that how it actually is it does and if they come left hardly at all it puts you in that it puts you in the wall or mm-hmm. if you don't throw you know, if either if the header doesn't set the steer up in the middle of the arena, yeah, uh, you know, it kind of leaves the healer. He runs out of room almost regardless if they don't throw in the in the corner. So mm-hmm. that you definitely run out of room really fast and kind of got to play the angles there. And it's it's definitely a place where the flaggers will you know hold the flag a little bit more too. Yeah, if they get get pinched off, so it's harder on a head horse. So mm-hmm. you really want to kind of use angles the best best you can to to be able to finish the run. Mm-hmm. It might be a silly question, but does that add any pressure for you on the heel side to kind of throw as fast as you can? Even I mean, more than you already are wanting to, you know. But right, it does. Um, if you know, depending on the steer and the situation, uh, Ty, you know, Tyler did a pretty good job keeping him in the middle arena and holding his horse up to where he's. You know, if you, if your horse drops or shoulder, it gives that steer's head back a little mm-hmm. bit, and it really puts you in a spot where you can't get finished. So. Uh, I think it, it does, you know, knowing that kind of gave me a peace of mind that, that I wasn't have to, you know, I didn't have to panic or rush yeah. or take a bad throw. So um, I, just, I just wanted to try to get around the steer and be aggressive as I could without taking a bad throw and mm-hmm. try to get a try to get as good of a finish as I could. Gotcha. That makes sense. Was that juice that you were riding there? Yes. What made you decide to ride him there? 
I started riding him about my black got a little bit sore around tree month. Oh, really? And not bad. He just, I, I could tell I've been riding yeah. him quite a bit. He was mm-hmm. a little sore in his, his back and stuff. So I just went ahead and started riding. Uh, I started riding Juice, which I kind of rid, ridden some this summer anyway, right. and, and jackpot on him and stuff. But I went ahead and started riding him. He, he felt really good, started working good. So I just, uh, I got my black worked on when we got to the Northwest. I gave him a few days off and I practiced on him and he felt really good. But I just kind of got a good rhythm on juice and he worked, uh, worked really well at, um, you know, Ellensburg and mm-hmm. Tyler and, and Walla Walla and Kennewick and Bremerton, all those rodeos. Um, I think I'd only messed up like one steer on him at quarter lane was like the only one I messed up on him really mm-hmm. in the Northwest. So I, I just felt confident on him. And it was kind of a hard decision because I planned on riding the black, yeah. but then I just felt like I kind of got tapped off on juice and wanted to keep giving him a chance yeah nothing wrong with that yeah (laughs) so Tyler and I talked not too long ago and we had talked about the format there in Puyallup and how you guys kind of had Saturday to hang out more or less and I was kind of curious how you feel about formats like that and the sudden death round aspect of it too you know uh I think it's a little bit easier if you do run them both on Saturday, just because mm-hmm. you can kind of get tapped off and get a feel for it, run them close together. But Makes sense. Um, there, there's really no way around. They take four out of twelve, and you're set. So you're you're roping against the guys you're you're competing yeah. against. And we roped. You know, it's kind of a catch twenty two. We were at the end of the first round, so we got a good feel for it. But mm-hmm. then we're at the very beginning of the second round, so kind of goes both ways if you go early in the first round you know what you got to be in the second round if you go late in the first round you get a good feel for it kind of know who's caught what everybody is but you got to go at the beginning of the second round Mm -hmm. so i think it's just you kind of got to play the circumstances and you want you know if you're at the end of the round you definitely probably want to be in the top four Mm -hmm. so that when you do come back and rope you know that if you hold your spot you're good but um if you go early, you probably want to get them down and then be able to know what you have to do. So it's you just got to kind of play the scenario and situation and see what it is. I I like. I mean, the format is good. It's uh, we, I do wish it was kind of more performance based of how you go into the semis. Like, gotcha. If you did well in your set, I think you should be further down in the semis versus just a random draw. Um, which they do that in the final four round. It's mm-hmm. based on how you place in the semis, but. I think that would be the only thing that would make it, I guess, any more fair to mm-hmm. be able to, you know, based off how you've done, you get to go later on. Yeah. But it's kind of a unique format. I feel like everybody's got to advantage one way or another, whether you're first or last in the second round. Mm-hmm. You kind of get to play both sides. But um, it's definitely, there's definitely a little bit of strategy comes into play sometimes. Yeah. It sounds like it definitely depends on how you choose to look at it, too. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of ways you could look at it, mm-hmm. you know. I think uh, for us, like in the second round, the very first team out was Tanner Patrick, and they did real good again. So mm-hmm. there was like six teams that could mathematically get us, but if we just take yourself out, you don't have a chance either. So kind of have to take the odds that if you make a good run and you were good or better on the first one, that, you know, they, they have to make great runs to get you, So and mm-hmm. they all have to do it. So I just think you have to play the scenarios and, and kind of be able to stick with the plan that you want. Yeah. It's understandable. I get what you're saying. 
So you guys going into Puyallup, I know it's not over just yet, but you guys were already in the top eight of those standings too, weren't you? Yes. So you guys obviously, you know, made it off of the top four in Puyallup, but kind of were you like less nervous knowing you were good in those standings or was it still uh, getting the top four to make it that way? Uh, I definitely think it was less less nerve-wracking because mm-hmm. that's that really wasn't in the back of our mind as much, you know, because we knew yeah. that we were high enough in the tour that we there's only two rodeos left that you can right. get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we knew that, I mean, we were pretty pretty safe for Sioux Falls, mm-hmm. um, so we weren't as nerve-wracking. You know, that wasn't that much on our radar as it was, but, you know, it seems like rodeo, there's always a, a carrot in front of you that, that's dangling that you kind of, whether it's to get into building rodeos if you've had yeah. a bad year, mm-hmm. or whether it's get into a tour finale, or whether it's get into the NFR, or whether it's have a shot at season leader, you know, it mm-hmm. seems like there's always a kind of a carrot. Um and it just, it seems like we're, I mean, we are a, a ways, or we're a ways out, mm-hmm. but that was always in the back of our mind, just to do the best we can um, with the money that's in front of us and, and see if we get close enough to achieve that goal. So that was more on the radar than, than you know, nerves yeah. or Sioux Fall or anything like that, just because we thought we had already got into there, probably. Mm-hmm. Kind of what I thought, but. So I'm not saying we would have played it a lot different, no, but yeah. you always think about it. I mean, instead of trying to win a first in a second round or something or a good check, you know, if, if you know that you're going to advance, then you go do what it takes to advance. You just don't – sometimes you don't take as many risks mm-hmm. if you know for sure that that's what's at stake. That makes sense. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So I know you yes, guys sir. already had the finals locked in and stuff, but it's still got to mean a lot to win a check like that. Kind of tell me how you're feeling after that win. Um, I think it's good just to finish out the Northwest like that. Yeah. And to win a, you know, win a nice check. And I mean, we're headed home and about to get busy jackpotting and, mm-hmm. and things and got a lot going on for that. Uh, I just think it's, it's anytime you can win a good check at the end of the year to kind of finish this part of the season off. It's, uh, it's not, it, it's not always easy to win in the Northwest whenever a lot of times there's less teams uh, and they're all a lot of time it's all the good teams and uh, you know steers are getting a little more uneven a lot of times mm-hmm. and guys are going at them you know either they're safe for the NFR and don't have the pressure or they're trying to get in the NFR to catch up or yeah. they have nothing to lose so it's it just seems like the checks are always a little bit harder to come by this time of year and anytime you want a nice check to finish off that part of the season is, is always kind of a good boost to momentum to carry into the fall mm-hmm. gotcha you your boys looked pretty excited to be up there too it's, it seems like they were excited for you to get it the win yes they were that's got to make they, it a lot uh, sweeter too to have them there with you yeah that is a lot of fun for them to be be with us and we we kind of hold them off most of the fairs because <laughs> we tell them that uh you know Piala's coming up and that's what we're going to take them there so we got like three days of fair time Oh, nice. So uh, they got plenty of it there. I think they, their mom had wagered some Transformers at stake <laughs> if we won the rodeo. So I think, I don't know if they were happy about the Transformers or me winning, but either way, <laughs> they were they were pretty excited about the. So you guys are headed home. So what's next? What do the next couple months, weeks look like? So next week there's two jackpots that we'll go to, and then we'll go to uh, we'll go to the World Series at Abilene, and there's uh, the 
Carter Robertson Memorial at Stephenville, and then we'll go to Amarillo, the World, or uh, sorry, not the World Series, Amarillo, the Pro Rodeo, mm-hmm. and then after that is pretty much just Sioux Falls mm-hmm. um, as far as the rodeo season. So we'll just kind of prepare for that, and then uh, we'll have futurities and stuff following Sioux Falls that we'll be getting ready for. So um, jackpots as well. There'll be three or four jackpots a week and the maturity's coming up so it'll be should be pretty busy yeah good deal